There was an idea, Stark knows this, called the Mom CU. The idea was to bring together a cool mom who knows nothing about the Marvel Cinematic Universe to see if she can become something more. To see if she can make sense of these movies to understand the universe that her family already does. This is Heroes of the Mom CU. Greetings, Avengers, and welcome to HQ. You've just entered a much larger and funnier universe. I'm your host, Dad Fury, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Harper the Hammer. Hello. Lily the Sorceress Supreme. Hi. Wren the Black Widow. Howdy. And LK America. I'm hungry. And of course, the star of this new initiative is our hero in training, Laura, a.k.a. Agent Momsen. That's me? That's you. Each episode, we're going to watch one of the MCU movies in chronological order and discuss it as a family, focusing especially on Agent Momsen. Me? That's still you. As she has zero familiarity with this exciting universe. Welcome back, heroes, moms, agents. All of the people involved. It has been four months since our last episode. I believe our last episode was Spider-Man Homecoming. We had lots of fun. We saw Peter Parker. We saw Zendaya. Zendaya. I still Zendaya. get it. Zendaya. I still get it wrong every time. Um, MJ. Fun movie. And it's time to get back into it. And we were prompted a little bit. We have to throw a shout out to our good friend Dan, who lives in Austin, that I went to college with. And Dan texted me a couple days ago and said, four months is entirely too long for me to be missing out on this high-quality podcast. So we thank Dan that he missed us, and we thank, we're thankful that he gave us a little push because Mom walked in the door tonight, and she said, hey, it's Black Panther time. Let's do this thing. To be fair, this family will be split this coming Sunday when I leave for one week of summer camp and then I'm joined by these four beautiful little girls two days into that. And so as I was getting my toes painted tonight all by myself, doing the mom self-care thing, I was on my drive home going, what could we do to spend some time together before we're all split up? And I resisted it. And that's how I knew this was the right thing. Absolutely. Well, we are all thankful she walked in. She announced that's what we were doing. And it was like somebody scored a touchdown in the Iron Bowl. The celebrations proceeded immediately. So we're going to get into it. But before we get to the poster and before we start the episode, we'll just do a quick touch base. Um, Laura Kelly, you're up first. It's been four months since we did an episode. What's on your mind since the last time we did this? Well... I think it's been way too long, and I'm really excited to see the next Marvel movie. You're really excited. Are you excited for Black Panther? Yes. Outstanding. Have you seen it? No. Lily, Laura Kelly has not seen it before. Lily, any thoughts since we were together doing this last time? I've been falling for four months. (laughs) She's been falling for four months, and that's a good reference. It's going to come back at just the right time. All right, Harper, it's been four months. Now we're ready to do Black Panther, and we're excited because that opens up. I think we all that have seen these movies agree that kind of this movie opens up the gateway to like a really great stretch of some of our favorites. So, what are your thoughts? Um, I just love this one. Like the storytelling is really good. 
I also can't wait for Thor Ragnarok. Absolutely. Of course, that's the one I'm also Shameless waiting for. Shameless plugs. Um, Ren, what about you? Four um, months? It doesn't feel like four months at all. It feels like like a year. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> it means it. It means you've missed it and you're excited to be back. Yeah. Okay, Laura Kelly, you had one other thing. Also, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm sit on you. <laughs> wait, I'm I have a whole thing to say. I'm going I'm to I'm sit on I'm you. I'm hungry. Okay, and now we've got hungry. All right, so as we normally do when we start these episodes, we pull up the movie poster and we let Mom give us some commentary on that. So we have kind of a grainy version pulled up because I couldn't find a high-res one. But we also have the Disney Plus hold, holder screen up. So what are your thoughts based on what you're seeing. I see Black Panther. I see Michonne from The Walking Dead. I know I know this other chick from something, but I just can't place it. And I hate that because I am the one who never forgets a face, and so it's frustrating for me when I can't place it. Um, and then there is the guy from Friday Night Lights. Do you remember his character's name? And I know he's a bad guy. His character in um, Friday Night Friday Lights. Lights. He was, oh gosh, give me a hint. He was, well, he had a nickname, and I think the nickname was something the Tornado, but then his first name started with a V. Vince. He was Vince. Vince. Right. Okay, Vince is a bad guy. I know that in this movie, um, and I know that there was something important. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the thing that goes in Tony's, like the chemical that makes Tony Stark's heartbeat or something. Okay. That comes from these mines of Wakanda. Okay. We got Wakanda, right? That's a great Right. Story. Like there's, there's something to do with like it has a bountiful supply. And so there's probably going to be some people that are coming to Wakanda that aren't welcome. Okay. Do you remember what that thing was called by any chance? It oh, also started with a V. You can guess. Vibranium. Vibranium. Yeah. Got it. So the vibranium comes from Wakanda. I don't know Black Panther's name. Is it T'Challa? It is T'Challa. T'Challa. It's it's written on the screen. It's on the screen. Um, Well, let me ask you this about T'Challa, the Black Panther. You know, we got him in the Captain America Civil War movie. Yes. When there was the explosion and that was his first appearance. So based on that first appearance in that movie, which you weren't super fond of, the movie as a whole. Do you have any initial thoughts about what you've seen of him so far? He seems very well mannered, and I know he loves his mom and dad, mm-hmm. and that's a big deal. And I've seen bits and pieces of this movie. Like I've walked in while somebody was watching it. I've seen some like little girls dancing, or like there's a ceremony or something. Okay. Something to that effect. Um, I don't really, really have any impressions. I just remember, like, that he is remembered um, with a very high esteem and that his character is also one that's very, like, easy to look up to. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, well, we're about to jump into it. Any any parting thoughts before we start the movie from any of the, the oh. heroes? Well, first I was going to say, I would like to hear Mom guess the names of those three other people that are there. Like, the characters. Yes. The characters. T'Challa, Michonne. (laughs) Wait, which one's that? I'll call her Ballerina. And Vince. And Vince. Perfect. (laughs) Great. Awesome. Well, we are going to settle in. Laura Kelly has something to say. 
a Michael Bay. Okay. Now <laughs> we're, we're just getting into... Office obsessed. By the way, if yeah. you've been wondering where we've been, that's where we've been. We've it's been true. watching The Office. We, yeah. we have... The fact that we haven't also started a family office podcast is probably its own bit of nonsense. So we're going to settle in and we're going to watch the movie and we'll come back when we get done. Well, we are back. We just finished the movie. We're one hero down. The youngest hero couldn't quite hang. It was getting a little bit late. It's getting a little bit late for mom, I think, but that's all right. We had a great time watching the movie, and of course we have to come back and give our thoughts afterwards. So we're going to work around the circle and come to mom last. Um, Lily, what were your initial thoughts? I know you've seen it before, but coming back to it at this point in the process. Um, I feel like it was so much better than the other times that I watched it. I don't know why, and I also felt really like super sad when Killmonger died. Okay, that affected you? Um, it was kind of disturbing when, uh, with all the stabbing. Um, my stomach kept getting a little queasy. I gotcha. So. The, 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 it was a very stabby movie, and that made you <laughs> nervous. My stomach is still very queasy. Made you nervous a little bit? There's also a tiny song storm going on right now. So. Okay. What about you, Harper? I also agree with Lily that this was definitely better um, this time that I watched it than all the other times. And I liked the Killmonger, like... The Killmonger dying scene was really sad, and I liked it. And I also liked all of the ancestor scenes where he um, was buried in the sand. Okay. Mm-hmm. You feel like the family and personal parts of it really affected you? Is yeah. that a good way to say that? Yes. Okay. I totally agree with you, and I think that's something that I've always been drawn to in this movie and why it's one of my favorites. Um, but let's come to the star of the show herself. Mom, what what are some of your thoughts coming out of this one? Well, there was a lot of hype leading up to this movie, not just tonight or these past four months, but I remember the excitement of this movie being released in 2018 when it was. Um, I think I've mentioned on other podcasts that I worked in um, the public school setting here in our hometown for lots and lots of years, and the school settings that I served were predominantly African-American, and uh, we had a dress-up day that year for Halloween, and um, I mean, it was just all Black Panther. Like, mm-hmm. those little boys just loved, and girls, loved that movie, and I can definitely see why. And personally, I thought it was an outstanding movie. Really, really good. I loved it. Absolutely. And I think something that stood out to me, and of course, you know, we live in a part of Alabama where civil rights has been a huge part of our core history and racial tension and seeing opportunities for black actors, black directors, black culture. Like this movie was very much a touchstone when it came out because this was the first mainstream you know, black superhero movie. And, you know, there had been other things. There had been Luke Cage. There have been other superheroes in comic books. There have been other things that have happened. But for this to get the focus and the attention that it did as a mainstream Marvel movie to showcase, you even said it early on, the you know, the ability to showcase African culture the way it did from the very beginning and how it was all woven throughout all the fibers of this movie really was powerful and really had a big impact 
Um, I remember here again where we live, there were, you know, big watch parties and some of the tour companies that do tours downtown of, you know, famous African history sites all around downtown Montgomery. You know, they gathered up tour buses full of folks to go see the movie and to celebrate the achievement and what it meant for that culture to be able to have these opportunities. So it really was powerful in a cultural and historical way on top of being a great movie, on top of telling a good story. Um, what about, we'll go through a couple of the characters and get some of your thoughts. Um, what about T'Challa for you? Oh, I think he's amazing. He is, he has one of those faces that's just kind. Like, mm-hmm. the way, like I don't know that Killmonger and T'Challa could have switched roles. Like, I'm sure it would have worked because we wouldn't have known any different. But, like, knowing what I know now of the two, I think mm-hmm. that they casted them both very well. And he has that kind, strong, wise, you know, face. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought he played the part very well. And I loved his character. And, um, yeah, he was, a, he was a good one. Absolutely. Harper, what did you want to add? I thought he was adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, yes. Very He's gorgeous. Adorable. He's very adorable, very gorgeous. I'll say my other thing once we get to the character. Okay. Um, yeah, I agree. And I love, you know, we talked about it, I think, at the top of this show, but we've talked about it before. Like, I love his setup and his introduction in Civil War. We get to see him during the bombing, losing his dad, having the mantle of Black Panther thrust upon him. Like, that was not something he asked for. It was a familial thing that was passed down, and he got it sooner than he anticipated, and so he had to carry that weight. And he also had to carry the weight of, you know, the power of the story of not having to be the same thing his father was. He loved his father, he respected his father, but as he learns the truth about the relationship with his father and his uncle and what he did, that burden weighed on him early on, and I think it was um, either Shiri or Nakira or Nakia that said to him, you know, you don't have to be the same king as your father. You can make a different choice. You can go in a different direction, which speaks to all of us. We've all had family backgrounds, situations in our lives where we have the ability to make a choice and go in a different direction. And I think a lot of this movie is about path and about story and choice and where you can go from where you are. Um, we mentioned Killmonger. You talked about, you know, not swapping those two, but there's a lot of power in that story, too. Was there anything in particular for him? Yeah, I mean, he definitely... I wouldn't even say that, like, some of the themes in this movie were subtle. I mean, it was very obvious that he was a young man who clearly had to survive a trauma early in his life, losing his father, feeling abandoned, um, few resources and carrying that weight, which is a very real weight for, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of children, not just in our country, but all over the world as they bring up, you know. Um, I sympathized with him a lot. I know he was supposed to be the air quote bad guy, but at the same time, he's also the bad guy that kind of is the product of his circumstances Mm -hmm. and so you can't help but feel like in the end like Lily you were saying about feeling sad when he died like there's that small part of me that was like no bring him back bring him back you know but um like he says even in the in the end 
you're not gonna basically you're never gonna trust me I'm no good to you and so you're just gonna bring me back to lock me up mm-hmm. and I don't want to live a life like that um you know as I was watching this movie I was thinking like I just don't know how much I want to actually comment about these things that I picked up on I don't know how much we want to get into it but you know we could certainly probably talk until the sun came up about the different um, themes and issues that are not just storytelling or fairy tales. Sure. They are, it's very, it was all very symbolic of something so real mm-hmm. that, um, that we have going on with um, young folks and mm-hmm. grown folks, no <laughs> you doubt. know, um, I don't know. It just, like I said, it's, it's touchy and it, I think anyone that has seen the movie and, and, can make those connections knows what I'm talking about and I think he did a really good job of portraying that character that both is troubled but also like you can't help but love at the same time Mm -hmm. well it's heartbreaking because you see the heartbreak in Killmonger and you see the part when he takes the purple heart-shaped herb and he goes and he has that chance to go back and talk to his dad and it flashes back and forth between him being a little kid and then him being the grown-up when he's doing it now. And the dad asks him, he says, what, no tears for me? And, you know, he's saying, you know, you left me. I was abandoned. And he's carrying that anger. But then through the course of that conversation, they both have tears. And they mm-hmm. both have the power and the impact of, you know, part of his story is we have an opportunity to stand up. We have an opportunity not to be pushed down anymore like our people have have been since the history of the world. And he says that he says today, based on what we have, we could stand up and we wouldn't have to ever be oppressed again. And we could do things the right way. And of course, T'Challa's whole point is we're not here to be conquerors. We want to be helpers, but up to that point, they had never figured that out. And that speaks to real world issues. Of course, we don't have vibranium, but black people have been oppressed for thousands and thousands of years all around the world. And this speaks to that same nature of giving them the opportunity to shine and giving them the opportunity to stand up and be who they are. And I love that a movie like this, using something like superheroes, can put a light on that in a way that so many other people can consume. And but people... the best thing about that is that T'Challa doesn't, you know, go around handing out vibranium in kids' Halloween bags. He he shows back up. And pays back to communities with, you know, buying those buildings on the block and turning them into resources for kids to come and be Mm -hmm. educated. And, you know, his, the after credits, him, him giving this beautiful speech about, um, I don't know, I just drew a blank. It's Uh, late. But what, you know, it's, it's where Killmonger wanted to get back, get even, wipe out. Mm Mm-hmm. The Wakanda way, the ritual, the the tradition is fight when necessary, be equal, be unique, be their own. Um, and I feel like that is still a very relevant message mm-hmm. that I certainly would want to teach to my children, which is that there's humility in it, which yes. is something very strong in that in his character, and we see it early on, kind of foreshadowed in the movie when. Agent Ross gets shot when they're in Korea. And they're saying, you know, well, he did his job. He dove in front of the bullet. This is what he would have done. 
But T'Challa says, no, I'm going to go against what the grain is and we're going to take him back with us and we're going to heal him because we can. We have the ability to save him instead of just chalking it up to, well, that's the way it was supposed to go. And so we get that again at the end, like you said, that speech at the UN. And I even as we watched it just now, I thought, I need to remember these lines and I've forgotten them already. But the way he speaks, and it's so powerful, is saying, because we're stronger together, and that was a big part of it, is we can be one tribe, we can all support each other. And that was the power in that moment, and in the juxtaposition of Killmonger and T'Challa. I know Harper, I think, has some more she wanted to say about the Killmonger character. All I was going to say was that I also think he's really cute. (laughs) Me too. Super, super cute. Um, one thing I noticed, two things I noticed, was the first thing I noticed was how neat it was that within um, his king, his, you know, him being king, mm-hmm. his army was of women. Right. His sister, who was a woman, was the head of technology. Another thing I noticed was... Um, during the chase scene in Wakanda, mm-hmm. there was no sight of any, like, authority in Wakanda. Mm-hmm. It was, like, tribes and people and street and market. But, like, a chase like that, if had it been in L.A., you know, getting away from Stark Industries or wherever, you would have had police officers, police cars, sirens, you would have had all this authority jumping in to intervene. But like, I just thought it was so interesting in that scene that you never had any organized type Mm -hmm. authority. And I don't know. Represented a harmonious society that could live together and that didn't require. I mean, yeah, you could interpret it that way or you could, or or were they just not around? I mean, it's so open-ended. Like, surely they have policemen, but maybe they don't. And Mm -hmm. it just, it was just interesting um, to have a little less of that noise in what seemed to be kind of like a fair fight between strictly the good guys and bad guys, Mm -hmm. you know? Yep. Um, I thought another thing that was interesting and we see it, kind of at the midpoint of the movie when T'Challa is defeated by Killmonger and assume he assumes his, you know, seemingly rightful claim to the throne, we have Okoye making the choice to say my loyalty is to the throne, even though she disagrees that Killmonger, you know, she it's knows he's bad. Right? You know, she knows he's bad. She knows, but she's saying, but he won it in a fair fight. He won it the way our tradition says. And it wasn't to serve her country, it was to save her country. Right. And there was, you know, that altruistic, you know, I need to stay here to try and protect. But it created that tense moment of, is she betraying T'Challa, who's obviously her friend, and, you know, she has respect. And I just didn't know if that stood out for any of y'all, if y'all had any other thoughts that related to that particular character and character choice. I personally did not see it as a betrayal. I think she was still in a lot of shock that he could be, was gone. Mm -hmm. And I believe that she was, if anything, going a little undercover to try to figure out what's going on, what, what her next move is or what would be once she knew that the mom and the, girlfriend, I can't remember her name. Mm-hmm. Nikia. Once, yes, once they kind of got to a safe spot, 
as she said, it was her job to save Wakanda, and she could only do that in the role that she knows, which is to be that general. And uh, I never, I never thought it was in any kind of betrayal. I, I think, yeah, you know and I, I mean? agree with you. I, th- I don't know if, if I said that I misspoke. No, and um, I, I, what I mean is, is like I would never expect to have expected her to run away. Right. That would not have been in her DNA. That character. she she had to stay there. Yeah, and that's what I love about it was I love the character choice. I love the choice she made, even though it would have been easy to go with Nakia and the Queen and you know go help them escape whenever she made a choice to stay and fight, even if it was a different kind of fight. I thought that was really powerful. Um, one of the things I wanted to kind of do a loop around the circle with. Um, just kind of in general, as we get closer to wrapping up, um, we're just going to go with some favorites. What was a favorite something you had, whether it was a moment, whether it was another character? What was something I know Ren has one? She has a, a favorite moment. Um, so the, uh, I love the part where he was having his sandals on his shoe. She yelled, what are those? Yes, the, sand, <laughs> the sandals moment. What are those? That gets a big laugh every time we put this movie on, and it certainly did tonight. Lily, what was some other favorite? I thought it was funny when... Mbaku was like, I'll feed you to my children. And then he was like, ha, just kidding, we're vegetarians. <laughs> that was a great was moment. A um, I liked Agent Ross as yeah. a character. <clears throat> Agent Ross, for sure, as a character. Lily has another one. I also liked Claw and how weird he was. <laughs> yeah. well, one thing that was repeated several times during the movie was he freaks me out, but he's really funny. And um, he, he is a funny character. Um, I see another hand, Harper. Um, when I was watching this, then... When Killmonger killed him, then I totally forgot that he died in this movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes, ma'am. And he's also scared of cuttlefish. He is scared yeah. of cuttlefish. Yeah. We learned that in Age of Ultron. Um, I will say for me, something that was certainly a favorite, and I'm very interested to see how this is going to go in the future. Um, I really love the character of M'Baku. Mm-hmm. I love Winston Duke, the actor that plays him. I think he plays that character so well. It creates, again, this other juxtaposition to T'Challa, the four other tribes, the Wakandans. You know, nobody ever... I love when he says, you know, you're the first king that has come here in centuries. And all of a sudden, we're supposed to just, you know, fold back in. And, of course, he does, and he joins the fight. Um, What we don't know at this point, because I think it is supposed to come out maybe late this year... Um, Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever, has been all but shot and is being finished up. We don't know what that's going to look like because, of course, Chadwick Boseman has died. And we don't know what that means for the character of Black Panther. We've kind of heard that it's not going to be recast, but does that mean that Shuri gets a bigger role? Um, you know, I, one of my secret hopes was that somehow the mantle of Black Panther would pass to M'Baku and it would be something along those lines. We don't know. Do y'all have any hopes for what they could do with this? Because this isn't a normal situation. Normally you get to have these characters for multiple movies and sequels, but we know that real life happened and we lost Chadwick Boseman, so it changes things. Lily, do you have any thoughts for that? Um, I feel like I want Okoye to show up a whole lot more. Absolutely. She's a fantastic character. Harper? I agree with her. Okay. Some more Okoye. Um, I know the Fast and the Furious pulled it off somehow. That's right. Paul Walker kept popping in in the background somehow. So, um, But that is interesting. I, I can't... I mean, I, I very much would look forward to a second Black Panther mm-hmm. movie, but it seems really hard to picture he's on a honeymoon for <laughs> the entire time, right. you know. Um, but back to favorite parts. Yeah. I, I liked... Um, it's hard to it's hard for me to pick a favorite part because 
It wasn't one of those movies. Like, it didn't, I didn't really choke up. Like, I was really moved by the movie, but it wasn't like other scenes in other movies mm-hmm. where I got that little catch in my throat. Sure. I think I was just so in awe of all of the deeper moments that it was so deep that mm-hmm. it wasn't, you know, sure. it couldn't really come to surface. But I liked the second visit that T'Challa had with his father mm-hmm. when he was packed in the snow and he kind of was given the choice of come with us or, you know, um, because if you noticed the first time he went back, it was several Panthers in the tree, which to me symbolized like his grandfathers and great great grandfathers. But in the second visit, it was his father. And then like all these men and women behind Mm -hmm. him. And, you know, at some point earlier in the movie, movie, What's his name? What is the other, one of the other leaders' name that was in Get Out? Oh, um... The one that... Yes. The girl called My Love. They kept calling each other My Love. Um, He pretty much shoots down T'Challa and says, your dad didn't do anything, so you're not going to be any different. You know, when are you going to do something? And I feel like that was a moment for him in that conversation with his dad to say... It's great that you kept Wakanda alive and resources flowing and the flowers blooming, but like we didn't do anything to step outside the bubble. We did. We, we just protect. You protected us and kept things status quo. But like, there's more people that need to be helped in the world, mm-hmm. and 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 this other Killmonger can't just sit there. And so while he could have walked into, you know, heaven with his dad. He put his foot down and said, no, like, I'm, I'm going to do things different. And that was, that's a really big deal. Yeah. I mean, he saved Wakanda. Absolutely. All right. Um, I know this is kind of random, but I also like the airplanes. Uh, the, the airplane yeah. graveyard. Harper sad. is going to be a pilot when she grows up. So anytime we see an airplane, she, we um, get really excited. Yeah. And that was, that was neat to see the airplane graveyard. Absolutely. Well, we're going to wrap this up. We do have to go with our tradition, which is looking at the ranking. What? We're, we'll get there. So um, far, our favorite has been. So far, your favorite has tonight. been versus tonight. And I don't remember what anybody's is. And to be perfectly honest, I'm not sure what I remember mine is. So this is Winter Soldier. I, I think it is, too. So we're going to keep rolling. Um, so we're going to start with Lily. Lily, what was your previous most favorite? And does this one take its place? It was Thor 1, and no, it does not. Okay. Ren? Um, can you come back to me next? Um, mine was Thor 1, and though I do like this movie, it doesn't. Okay, doesn't take its place. I think you were also either Captain America or... Were you Black Widow? Yes, she was. Oh. Okay, so I think you were Black Widow. So is it still Black Widow or does this take its it place? It takes its place, definitely. Okay, so this has moved up your list. Black Panther, number one for Rooney. I love that. Um, I believe that I do love Winter Soldier. Um, I love the spy aspects of it. I love the kind of espionage. But I will say at this point, this one also moves up ahead of it for me as my number one at this point. Um, So then we come to mom, and I think that you... So hard. (laughs) I love... My number one has was Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Then became Black Widow. Wait, was Thor the first time? 
Oh, loved Thor too. See, I loved Thor. I've loved I've loved a lot. Um Black Panther. Oh, this is tough because Black Widow is just like so dark and gritty and good. Mm-hmm. And this is so good too, but it's been so long since I've seen Black Widow. I think this movie is so good, and I think I remember feeling like Black Widow was, like, so good. So I'm going to stick with Black Widow for now. I might have to watch them back-to-back again. If it, you know. It, it, it's good to keep in mind as we're going to get eventually draw closer to the end, and we'll get into that Mount Rushmore conversation of what are your four going to be. It feels like those yeah, are some, okay. some safe top it's twos not, for you at that Mount point. Mount Rushmore, yeah. Um, well, this has been fantastic. I'm so glad we have been able to... Let's see, I like Spider-Man, too. Like, we did mm-hmm. Spider-Man, and I really yeah. enjoyed that. This is It's getting to where it's just too it's hard tough. to pick a favorite. That's right. You're going to have to sit down with the list and really look through them and refresh your memory on them. Um, we are getting ready to wrap this up, but we are, of course, excited because we're back in the swing of things. Hopefully, we'll get a couple more um, this summer as we've got some time out of school and in between camps and those kinds of things. We are very excited that the next one on the on the on the list as we get ready um, will be Doctor Strange. Doctor yes, Strange is yes. a favorite in this household. Um, really, even is that bef- fake Chris Martin. It is fake Chris Martin. <laughs> um, Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch. Mom calls him fake Chris Martin. That's awesome. um, and before there was a hardcore Thor and Loki obsession, there was a pretty hardcore Doctor Strange obsession. So. I can't wait to unpack that, especially with the, the twin-matched twin heroes. So, Doctor Strange will be next. We don't know how soon we'll be able to get to that, but we're going to try and work on it as soon as we can. So, we're going to wrap this episode up, and Avengers... Wakanda, Wakanda forever! forever.